Start up, cash in, sell out, bro down. Hey, welcome to the In Your Guy's Shoes podcast. I'm SJ. This is my co-host, Josh. Hey, everybody. And we got young Jesse on the on the production track today, on the ones and twos. So for today, I want to bring up a topic that came up for two reasons. Uh, one is that I think we all kind of have these hobbies that be considered as, like, nerdy or something kind of off the cuff. Like, I know young Jesse and myself, like, we're into trading card games. So, like, Magic the Gathering, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, stuff like that. And Josh is super immersed into the wrestling world. Yeah. I am to an extent, I would say, but definitely not as much as you, if that's fair. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's objective. That. Um, I'm also into feet fetishes. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the other reason I wanted to bring this up was just personal story, personal anecdote here. Like, I had to go pick up a gift for a friend, so I had to go to this uh, hobby store in Pickering, and... One thing I noticed when I went to this office where these people were playing these card games, and as a guy that's played card games, I was super curious as to what it was. Now, these are some, like, 24 to 30-year-old guys playing this. So I walk by and see what it is. It's My Little Pony. And so not only did I find out that there's a My Little Pony card game, and not only did I find out that, like, 24 to 30-year-old guys are playing a My Little Pony card game, there's a whole community of, like, this My Little Pony card game where... They refer to each other as bronies and, like, you know, commiserate amongst each other. And this is a thing where they meet up once a week and they play. And so it got me thinking, like, what are these, like, nerdy things we're into? And, like, how do we, you know, absorb them ourselves? Do we hide them from people? Like, what are the nuances as to how do how we kind of take in these hobbies? And so the first thing I want to talk about is, like, the stigma behind them. So... I think it's fair to say there's a certain stereotype behind what someone that's into nerdy hobbies is, wouldn't you say? Yeah. First, before we get into that, I just want to know, like, is it still considered nerdy when it's hobbies that you enjoy as an adult? Or does nerdy then become childish? So, like, for example, collecting action figures? Yeah, or even, you know, something like... Uh, like, we'll take my hobby, for example, like pro wrestling, right? Okay. So, the thing is, wrestling is something that every guy at one point was into. For sure. Right? Like, at some point in your life as a guy, you were probably into wrestling. If you weren't, I probably don't trust you as a person. <laughs> like, yeah. you just, you, you did not have the right... Ch- it's, like a, it's like meeting somebody who says, like, oh, I don't watch TV. What do you mean yeah. you don't watch TV? Like, or, or, like, a guy that doesn't watch sports. I've, I never... Like, I'm not even saying you had to, like... Like, you had to watch every sport, but just a sport, period. And at some point in your life, you must right. have, like, had exactly. to do that. And I'm sorry, I, like, and I mean this wholeheartedly. If you didn't do any of these things, there's something <laughs> wrong with you, and you're probably <laughs> going to be a psychopath. <laughs> and so, I mean, eventually, like, people grow out of it, though, right? right. But then there's ones, and I'm not the only one, we can see this by the great business they do and the large numbers that wrestling has in terms of fan base, not just WWE, but like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's people who stuck with it. Yeah. Right? And I think for those who 
kind of do raise eyebrows when you say, like, if you like pro wrestling. I think a lot of people, I don't think it's necessarily think it's nerdy. Yeah. But they probably think, like, how did you not outgrow this already? Right. Like, do you know? One, one thing I know I, like, so when I when I was in law school in Ottawa, sometimes I would, some people be like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just watching a paper, whatever pay-per-view was at the time. And they're like, they look at me with this, like, quizzical look and be like, hey, you know wrestling's fake, right? Like, I'm, you know, I'm 24 years old and I don't know wrestling's fake at this point. But, like, yeah. you would never say that to a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always weird to me, like, when people go like, oh, you know wrestling's fake. But it's like, it's like, motherfucker, you watched this when you were 15 years old. Of course you know I know it's fake. You knew it was fake when you were 15 and you still watched it. My, my counter always to that is, you watch Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. You know, you know whoever plays Jon Stark isn't actually dead in real life, right? Yeah. Like, Look, <laughs> if my girlfriend fakes an orgasm, it me- I still want to have sex with her. <laughs> like, it's the same thing here. Like, I still, I still fuck with wrestling, even yeah. though... It's fake in the terms of what I know what to yeah. be true, which is it's predetermined and it's choreographed yeah. and whatever. I think age is this thing where if it's someone younger and it's kind of quote-unquote season nerdy, it's always like, oh, it's cute, it's a hobby or whatever. But I also but like, think it's nostalgia. Yeah. Right? Like, I like it because it does bring me back. Let's be honest here. It's not like the content is great. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like, you can't ask me, like, oh, why do I like wrestling? I'm not going to be like, oh, like, the storyline tell like the storytelling is just genius. Yeah. It's it's unlike anything you've ever seen. No, of course not. Yeah. It's terrible acting. <laughs> it's it's terrible writing. It infuriates me probably three quarters of the time. Yeah. Right? But there's something about it that gives me a joyful feeling when I watch it. And then to revert back even like more childlike, like, you know, as you know, like we have this own little universe called UMWF, which is like this comedic uh almost like SCTV skit yeah. show that's just primarily based on wrestling and characters of wrestling and like and it's not so much like again I think I'm doing something so crazy it's just make believe and it's what you used to do as a kid which is kind of pretend yeah. and it just gives you this longing for a better time mm-hmm. because the older you get the the more you kind of get jaded towards things yeah. this is one of those things like yeah I get jaded in terms of when I watch it but when I do it the creative juices start flowing mm-hmm. Like, how can I make this funny? What can I do with it? And when you read about the backstage stuff, like when you read books, when you go online and you listen to podcasts and you find out more about it, that facilitates, I think, the adultness of it. Yeah. But that's not, not something you can explain to people because it's too intricate to get it, into. So we you can't this, give it a tagline. For sure. Like, we have this thing where when me and young Jesse were, like, super into training card games. So, like, you will use Yu-Gi-Oh! as an example. Like... There are always these kids that would be there. And there's always one guy at the place we used to go when we used to, were seriously into it. Like, we used to call him the senior citizen because he was older than, like, everyone else. He had kids, right? Was he a pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> See, but, like, that's... So we used to call him senior citizen because he was old. Like, he had kids. He had to leave midway through every tourney because he had to go... Because he had to go fuck kids. some kids. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh, I found the ones. Come with me, children. I got some no, well, he had, in my no, car. He had to go spend time. Follow me to the white van. <laughs> They're tinted. <laughs> You had to go spend... But like, but just playing cards with some child fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that, that's definitely the darkest timeline by far. <laughs> Let me tell you about my connection to Yu-Gi-Oh! It all comes down to pedophilia. <laughs> but he was like the oldest guy there. We'd always make fun of him. and Or we'd always ask like at a certain point, if a guy hit like maybe, say he was like over 30 or something, we'd always be like, 
well, what's he kind of doing here, keep, right? Keep 911 on speed. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we never ask yeah, that yeah. of a kid that's too young. And so, no, yeah, yeah, maybe, like... like well, I think it's different. Like, I think... So, here's the weird thing about it. It's, so, Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's, like... I don't know. You still play Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, no. Not, like... No. But uh, let's say you did. Uh, right? I don't even know if it's still a big it, thing or not. Huge, it's a huge it's thing, a huge, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's like it's like magic cards in a way, right? Magic cards. Or, or, um... What's magic, that? Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! I should say they all kind of are under the same umbrella. What, what's that other game? Dungeons and Dragons or whatever? No. It's... I, what's so, that game where you put, like, it's you sit around a circle and you kind of make-believe things and you... Like, there's a guy and he, like... I that might be Dungeons and But, like, in terms of trading card games, like, I would say it's Magic, it's Pokemon. Right. So here's the thing about, like, Magic. Yeah. Or not Magic may be a bad example, but at least Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I think you had to have grown up with it. Yeah. And, like, with it as a kid yeah. in order for you to kind of like it now. And then, so the adults that you see now, it's like, it's almost like pro wrestling in the way of, like, Look, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be sitting here talking like with a twelve year old mm-hmm. who's gonna like know like the territory days of pro wrestling and can tell me about, you know, oh man, you know, that uh that uh uh Terry Funk and Ric Flair feud was fantastic. You know what I mean? Like I I'm just not gonna get that conversation from a twelve year old. For sure. Like because they didn't grow up with that. And it's great you mentioned this because one thing we used to talk about in Yu Gi Oh was that there was this whole thing about it's a children's card game and then we would play this game, and I'd be like, with the cost of a deck, which would go sometimes from, like, 200 to $800, right? And, like, the complexity So how many cards the are, there now, are there now in like circulation? Over, it's like, 50,000. Yeah. 50,000. Right. But then there's probably certain cards that were probably only available, though, when you were kids, right? Well, just for, co- like, from... Co- I'd say it's different because now there's the online market and everything. Right, but I'm just saying though, like the rarity of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the chance, like the chances of a kid having the cards that you guys have, based on what you would have collected from. Let's say if you were still into it. I wouldn't say it's not so much as so. Say a competitive deck when we played would cost like two hundred between two hundred fifty to say some decks upwards of eight hundred bucks. Right. What? Yeah. No joke. Um. Like, there was this one time when we were playing, like, this deck Yu-Gi-Oh! Game. was way more expensive than Pokemon. Yeah, no, yeah dude. When, yeah. when it first came out, like, this one deck that they used to play, when it first came out, there was one card that you needed three of, and they were 120 bucks each. It's insane, right? And, like, we, I always say, like, you can't call a children's card game, because what kid, unless they have super rich parents... Is f- buddy, that's more than my car payment a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there are people that would pay that. And I'd always be like, you almost had to, and this is where this ties back into your point, is you almost had to grow up with it. Because, like, the game, like, I think we could say what we played, the game wasn't great quality compared to what it used to be. The prices were insane for, like, just a solid, like, for a tier one, which would be the best tier deck. But, and the age of the people playing it, like, They'd say it's a children's card game, but, like, maybe there was one kid in those tournaments that was, like, 15 or under. Everyone else was, like, there are a lot of people older than me and him. Yeah. Right? And so it's almost like, I felt like, yeah, if you didn't catch that wave and kind of stick with it. Like, I don't think you're 35 now just getting into Yu-Gi-Oh! Unless you have a kid, no. That's what I'm saying. Unless you have a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, you're you're not a guy who's, like, single or, like, has a girl and, like, working daily... And has your other things that all of a yeah. sudden one day yeah, you're exactly. like, I want to try my hand at Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. See where this goes. So do you think a lot of these, maybe these kind of, I want to say nerdy hobbies, but these hobbies are that 
we grew up with them as a child. And I don't want to say we never grew out of them, but we just kind of stuck with it. And then Yeah, I want to say that, but obviously that's not the case because if you look at things like Star Wars or whatever, mm-hmm. like, okay, so yes, you grew up with it in the way that they're from your childhood and things like that, but I feel like somebody must have put you onto it. I can't imagine a kid today just idly watching uh, Return of the Jedi and having yeah. their mind blown... Because sure. there's no way. There's you no way if you've the, seen... The if, graphics and stuff. Yeah, if you've seen yeah. any other movies in the past, you know, 15, yeah. 20 years, For sure. there's no way you're watching Return of the Jedi and being like, oh, this is brilliant filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic effects and the story is so complicated <laughs> and, and unique. No, there's no way you're yeah. saying that. So do you think community has... Somebody has to force yeah. that, I feel like, on you. I feel like it's like your dad was really into Star Wars. He's like, my kid's got to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'll be damned if he's a Trekkie. So do you think, like, community... Like, so, for example, I know with wrestling, like, you have your friends that are still into it. Do you think that, like, kind of helps that hobby kind of stay with you? Yeah, because... Well, like, really, it's, like, three other people that I kind of talk to. Yeah. Right? Like, um... And we're kind of really, to be honest, like, smug elitist when it comes to (laughs) the way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very funny because I don't really enjoy talking about it with everybody. Because they don't really think of it the same way that I do and my philosophies yeah. and my take on the business and everything. Um, and it's weird because now there's aspects of that like interest that is very, to be honest, grown up about it. Yeah. Like I now have a keen interest on following, you know, it's stock market ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I have a thing like finding out what mergers on TV contracts and acquisitions yeah. that are going to happen. Like, I was, like, following the Fox deal before it even happened, yeah. and now I'm following what potentially is going to be the Disney acquisition of Fox, and I want to see how that's going to happen. Like, it's weird. Like, then there's, like, really but, adult things that are kind of nerdy on its own yeah. that have nothing really to do with the actual thing of professional wrestling except for the fact that a wrestling name is attached to it. But So it's kind of like you evolving with your hobby, like, in a way, right? Yeah, because, like, you, there's just certain things when you're as an adult that you find interesting that you probably wouldn't have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kid. Like, I feel the same way, like, like I used to play baseball and stuff growing up, and, like, I watch baseball now, and, like, I can say for sure one thing that, and trust me, like, when you tell people you watch baseball on TV, sometimes they'll look at you weird, because, like, how do you watch baseball, right? That's, a, like, a big thing. No, I love baseball, because I used to play it, but it's yeah, a different love for exactly. when you play it. And, like, now that I, like, watch it, one thing I've always learned, like, as, you know, even going through law school and stuff, is, like, just stuff about contracts and the CBA became really interesting to me. And it was like an evolution that came as a result of kind of, as I evolved, my interest in my own hobby kind of evolved. Do you find that like, so we'll go into like sports and things like that now, like in terms of what uh, hobbies are. Cause like, you know, I like to train in uh, CrossFit and movement and all this stuff. But at the same time I do boxing and Muay Thai and like as a as a kid my interest you know i did karate i did all these things but as a kid it's just oh it's fighting it's fun to fight like it's fun to kind of like kick people <laughs> yeah. and you know do these things but i feel like the older i get the more i look for the art mm-hmm. in things your appreciation for it changes yeah but really like i've gotten like artsy fartsy as i've gotten older like where i really start like looking like i look at the motion i look at movement I look at the philosophies of fighting. I look at the incorporation of different styles in something. Like I read on... the, the I, Breaking things down as a science, as an art now, is even more interesting to me than the actual application of it. 
I think that's I think that's true because I think it's like with anything you're interested in, you kind of want to find I don't say new ways to fall in love with it, but new yeah. ways to kind of ex- broaden. Especially if you're a very like like I know you you're a very curious person yeah. to an extent, right? And I'd like to say like generally <coughs> most people are too, and we don't like to just take things at face value. So sometimes I think that's a way to kind of expand your horizons where you're just not happy with just knowing right and then when you hear somebody else that's in that field look at it the same way that you're trying to look at it Mm -hmm. it like reinforces it now so you're like oh you want to get deeper now like yeah i think i was listening to like a podcast with like uh uh what's connor's trainer head trainer is it kavanaugh john kavanaugh and he was um and i used to always draw this comparison between connor's Mm -hmm. approach to fighting and and blending styles of footwork like with uh, the same way that Bruce Lee used to do it. Yeah. And the guy who trained Kavanaugh was trained by Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And so Kavanaugh adopts a lot of Bruce Lee's things with Connor and they obviously exchange ideas yeah. like footwork, like being more of a karate slash fencing style footwork and adopting more of a boxing striking mixed with, you know, uh, the applications of kickboxing Muay Thai and how does that movement work all together? You know, incorporating yeah. these different things together and using the most proficient things. And that, that's an art in doing it yeah. because a lot of that is studying different disciplines and then trying to creatively put it yeah. together and configure, find the puzzle pieces and the Lego pieces and, you know, have them connect yeah. properly. That it actually creates something that's efficient well, and deadly. Yeah. And like, um, when you see somebody talk about something like that, it makes you want to think more like that, I think. I, I think that's true because, like, I know with me, when I try to, say, watch basketball, when I try to, you know, like, I love football, like, when I try to watch football stuff, uh, now sometimes I don't even read articles. I just look at, like, someone breaking down film because, to me, it's always, like, the nuances of that. It's just something you can't get yeah. from just reading, for example. Or, like, I know when, like, we were super into Yu-Gi-Oh! and, like, other card games. Somebody would send you a video on YouTube of, like, some guy doing this insane combo with this deck, and you would just watch, like, the strategy behind, like, him building the deck and him yeah. executing those moves, and you'd be like, it's a way to enjoy it more than at face value, right? Is and there I, any hobby that you have that, like, you were really, really fucking into, like, where it was that was your life? And now you really don't have any interest in it whatsoever. So you think you like went in I can it tell so you right now easily which one it is you, for me. You can say you went in, into it so hard that like now you're just not interested in it at all. Yeah, like basketball. That's really? all I used to do. All I used to do was play basketball. Any moment I got. I used to wear basketball shorts under my jeans. Everyone you know? did that in high school. Yeah, like, and like, where, and like where it was culturally appropriate to wear a headband and everything. Yeah. Like just, just in case you ever had to break into a basketball game. <laughs> You know, like, you know, you, you always kept your shoes tied, you know, in case you got to play. And I remember I used to play, I used to play competitively in high school, you know, um, even going into you like early days of university, probably up until 25. I'd say I was really still into it. And then all of a sudden one day I woke up <laughs> and like I would still play every yeah. kind of now and then, but it wasn't that yearning. To play. I, I can kind of say that. And way. watch. Yeah. Because once I stopped playing, I pretty much didn't watch it the same anymore. Yeah. I wasn't as committed to watching the games. I wasn't really following who was in what place. I didn't really know who was leading in this and that. Like, I was passively watching it just because I was like, like, I feel like I should. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
just because that's what I used to do, but I don't really care. I can kind of say that with Madden. Like, I remember when I, like, what first started me with Madden was, like... Are you talking about playing Madden? Yeah, like, I was super... Like the video game. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Madden, the football video game. I remember... <laughs> yeah, you just called the NFL Madden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, it's been around since, like, 99. I used to watch Madden, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. commentator. <laughs> Um, we got some great football. Going That's my Madden. Frank, Frank Caliendo does a great one too. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember my friend uh, growing up, like my friend Gorev, would just wreck. He used to own the game. He would wreck me, and I, I always used to get annoyed. So I bought the game myself, and I eventually <coughs> got to the point where I was super into it. Like during undergrad, I would play it. Like get home, go to the gym, work out, whatever, come home, like, if I need homework, whatever, but then otherwise I should be playing. You know what's funny? That's the only video game that I am <laughs> very confident in. I'm, and, I'm, and by confident, I mean, if I don't play that game for three years, I can pick it back up, and I just know how the touch and everything works, that I fall right back into it. Like, I'm that guy that will throw that 80-yard bomb, mm -hmm. and I will catch it. And, I, yeah, I'm kind of the same way with it now, but, like, I was so into it for a point, like... Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly. I was, too. Yeah. I would, like... And it got to the point where I would... If it wasn't... Like, I would go to these tourneys, and I wouldn't even tell people I would go. Because oh. back then... Well, now you're missing out. Now's the time to Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and that's what's unfortunate about it. Like, I would go to these tourneys and, like, undergrad, not even tell people, just go on weekends and, like, do pretty well, and... And, like, you know, I would face my friends. And I would just... It got to the point where I was at this game where, like, I wouldn't even try against them. I'd kind of, like, toy with them and just see what I could get away with until, yeah. like, the last possible minute. And then one... And then I think what part of the problem was, like, I used to play, like, Angelo and stuff, for example. And, like, they wouldn't even... I think once they stopped playing because it just wasn't fun playing me anymore. Right, right. They were, like... The only thing left was, like, online and stuff. And then I remember one day just waking up, like, grabbing a controller, and I was... I'm a Panthers fan, die hard. Like, played as, playing as, like, Cam Newton one time. And, like, this was... Oh, my thing was, by the way, I always pick a team with a shitty quarterback. Okay. Because, for me, <laughs> half the fun of it is... Is because I know I can pass. I know I'm good. Yeah. In that, and when I'm on offense, defense, eh, I'm okay. But mm -hmm. usually, it's like I'm just gonna outscore you. Right. That's usually my end game. Yeah. And uh, so I'll always pick a team with like a shitty quarterback or a quarterback that for some blind reason I like, even though he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback. He's like third string. Uh -huh. And like I'll pick that. Team, just to just, challenge just to use it yeah just to challenge myself and it's just extra sweet when i'm connecting passes with guys that i really shouldn't be. yeah and i'm like normally i'm uh, when i face like some of my friends i would be in the same boat as you i just completely get like i would use the browns just because they were the worst team in the game they're right? usually are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense cleveland um no, i don't care about cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but, like when i play nobody cares about cleveland <laughs> when i play competitively in tourneys i would just pick my favorite team or pick uh, back then i would when i was super into it i would pick the chargers because like they had Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson, Philip Rivers, Lydia yeah. Tomlinson. I'm dating myself slightly here, but and then I remember just picking it up with like this was like MVP level Cam. Like Cam Noon is a first of all Cam Noon and Madden is a fucking cheat code. Don't get it twisted. Like well, he's like Michael Vick in two thousand and uh, three, but big and jacked, right? And like yeah, but it's like if you had Mike Vick back then, you right. were just running every play. And I remember just playing some guy online, and like I would just keep throwing these bombs to like Steve Smith and I just remember 
I just, like, fourth quarter, midway through, like, I just dropped this control. I'm like, I'm not having fun anymore. Which is kind of like what Cam Newton does in real life. He's kind of <laughs> just dropped the ball in the fourth quarter. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> not have you be smirched my favorite team before. <laughs> I don't need to. He did it himself in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, yeah, like, my, my friend Mike will, like, come by to my house to play video games or I'll go to his house and he'll be like, do you want to play Madden? And I'm really reluctant. And I'll be like, oh, do you have, like, MLB The Show? Do you have FIFA? Do you have, like, something else we could play? Unless there's, like, no other option. But So I totally understand what you mean. Because it's just, like, I'm always, like, it's the last possible option of something I want to play. Yeah, it's like, I think, like, you can do something so much <laughs> that you fall out of love with it. Yeah. And then you just... It's not that you won't ever do it again, but you it's almost like you, like... It's like CM Punk with the, with the wrestling, right? It's yeah. like... And why he go to the UFC? It's like he said he just he's so detached from it now that he did it for so long that he doesn't really care to watch it. Like he doesn't can't get emotionally invested in it. And I'm sure that'll happen. And it's happened with me in wrestling before. You know, there's a period in 2005 to 2010 mm-hmm. where it was all like I was watching it or not, but I wasn't really invested. And it wasn't until 2010, you know, that I got kind of really back into it. Yeah, and then. Part of that was, like, I think, because The Rock, you know? And part of that was uh, the, that whole straight-edge society thing. Like, you know, that was interesting. So, but, like, anyways, not to get into that, but there has to be something that for some reason triggers it back. Or keeps you in it, yeah. Or keeps me in it, but then obviously there wasn't enough for it to just be wrestling yeah. for me keep me. There was, I would just was, I didn't, wasn't into it anymore. Well, I wasn't talking about it. I wasn't looking for it. I'd watch Raw just out of sometimes with yeah. nothing on, but wasn't into it. And then all of a sudden you get back into it. Same thing with basketball and like football and everything now. Like I was into sports for so long and like I'm still like I'll watch the World Cup. I'll watch the baseball games and I'll kind of keep tabs on what's happening. But I'm not like I'm not at that point in my life now where I'm like, yo, Sunday comes around. Don't I'm not doing anything except watching football. Like that's not me. Actually, to be honest, it's the contrary. Like, yeah, call me, do me anything. So I'm not sitting at home watching football. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I realized it too when, um, you know, we would see, like, people that play trading card games, like, guys that go in all the way, like, randomly you'll see them, like, two to three years after, and, like, because, say they won Worlds or they won Nationals yeah. or whatever, they push themselves so much that, like, two, three years later, they're not even playing the game When do you think it uh, turns from being a hobby into you having, a like, an action? Yeah. I think it's when you, like, you want, like, you don't want to play, but you can't help going back to it. I think, like, when you still want to do it, to me, that's not an addiction. That's just you enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's when, like, you know it's bad. Or, like, like one of my friends used to be like this. He used to have work at, like, 10 a.m., say, and he would be playing, like, <coughs> League of Legends till, like, 6 in the morning. And it got to the point where he had to stop, but, like, he couldn't because he would just keep playing till that point in time. Mm-hmm. And he tried to go to bed early, but he'd be on his computer again. Right, just playing League of Legends, and I think when it gets to like that type of point, but that or well, what about something like poker? You know, where like these things can go really long, you know, and, and really like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, and really wrong, but like or really great, yeah, depending. But like, you know, but like you said, like it's, you got a job in the morning, yeah. you got a wife and kids or something, you know, and it's like, where is that line drawn? Where like poker is my hobby. But, but it's not an addiction. addiction. Yeah, 
Like I think it's when so we used to run up to this in like when we used to go to these like Yu-Gi-Oh trays. And so tying back to the stigma idea, like when we used to go to these trays, my first tourney, for example, like I'm a guy that works out, I'm a guy that like likes to go out, you know, go to bars, whatever. Yeah. You like to fill your time with different yeah, things. Yeah, and I consider myself fairly well adjusted, but this was just to me, this was just a hobby. And I go to these and my first time before going to like my first event, I was like the stereotype is probably not true. Like, we're, you know, we're in a what newer What was the stereotype age. you had in your head? Like, guy who was, like, 400 pounds, didn't shower, like, zits on his face, you know, like, hair clearly wasn't kept, and, like... It's pretty much the same thing as, like, a, what yeah. I think about wrestling. <laughs> right, right, and yeah. And, it, and it's, like, it, it is, right? Like, it did so, meet that. Yeah, and so I go to this event, I'm like, there's probably more people like me. But you know what I found funny about that? I don't think that was just your stereotype of necessarily fans or or uh or um sorry i don't know what would you call them well fan comes from the word fanatic right no i know but what would you call like a Yu-Gi-Oh card player like just a Yu-Gi-Oh card yeah. player right something like that right so anyways we're just calling fans for yeah this this uh instance so my idea for wrestling fans is the same thing right? right but here's what i just realized but because if you look at people now and how they are and their whole because everyone's much more knowledgeable now on mm-hmm. fitness. Everyone's more knowledgeable about fashion and, and uh, hygiene and being kept kind of, you know. People don't really make the same. Even like a guy with a terrible haircut today is still a pretty fucking neat haircut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of work still going into it now. You're not just going to like discount cut <laughs> down the street. Um, you're getting cut by somebody who barely speaks English and with an apron. <laughs> like, you know, like you're not getting that That reminds anymore. me of like that. Lacan hair salon, right? Like anything like that. It's beside like the fish tank like place, and it's like um, so. I think more. I think so. I used to think okay, the, the fan base has changed, but I don't think it's the fan base that's changed. I think two things either happen. If you still see people like that, they didn't change. Yeah, but I think everyone else did, where they kind of got their shit together, and they're like, I can't live life going through like this. On yeah. the people that you did see like that now, like back then. Uh, you just don't see there anymore because they're older now. Maybe. Right? Like, yeah. as a kid, like, that was the thing. That's how people looked in, like, the 2000s and early, and, like, late 90s was very schlubby. Well, like, the one and, like, baggy clothes and just, you know, just <laughs> yeah. not looking very put together. The one stereotype of, like, the wrestling fan I think people think of is, you know, that's that it's real to me, damn it, that guy? Yeah. That's the stereotype, But right? see, now that real to me, damn it guy, two things either happen to him. One... He either got a gym membership, kind of got in a little bit of shape, got himself a little razor cut haircut and a slick back, uh, maybe instead of wearing like a three piece or something, I don't know, you know, a V-neck t-shirt and some Zara pants, like (laughs) boat shoes, like I don't know, but like I guarantee you two things he have, he still looks the same because he just doesn't care, or he started following the pack of everyone else around him, which is kind of caring about this presentation of yourself, because let's be honest, Wrestling doesn't present itself, or Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm sure, doesn't present itself in the same way that it used to. Yeah. It's got a much more sophisticated marketing and a much more sophisticated audience now, right? People are more aware of things and expect yeah. higher quality. But it's weird, though. So I went to this event. I'm like, the stereotype's probably not true. And the first thing when I walk into this like place is like this wave of like this pungent smell just hits my nose, right? And oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. fuck. And then you look around like... Some of these guys are, like, completely out of shape. Like, 
there's these things in card trading card games. They're called locals. It's a place you kind of close to you that you go to like play in events or whatever. And we go there, and some of these guys, man, like <clears throat> you could tell they either didn't shower. Like there's still people like that that didn't yeah. shower. There's one guy like no names, but like has the worst teeth I've ever seen in my wow. life. Like it looks like he brushed his teeth with Pepsi Blue for like years, and because they're they're blue teeth, That's like hilarious. legitimately, right? And like. I remember asking someone at the store, like, that... Well, how do you teach them blue? They're blue. Like, yeah, they're can you blue verify blue. that? Yeah, they're <laughs> blue. <laughs> like, every time I see Steve, I think I like Eiffel 65, man. Wow. Like, and to me, when you get to that point, like, where... That's, to me, is kind of also where it's an addiction. Like, you forego other basic aspects of your life. Right. Like, you forego health. Like, if you're, like, 300-plus pounds and you just spend your whole time on this thing like to me that's an addiction like if you either you're addicted to food or you're addicted yeah. to the card game yeah like yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself on a just common sense things and then part of me also relates like how much of that is like what i think part of the wrestling community got that like certain trading card game communities didn't get was like wrestling communities everyone started to change and now if you're that guy they kind of look no they look at you me. very weird like right. i'll show you I'll show you, like, and you guys won't be able to see this at home, but just if you're on Instagram, go to www.shop.com. And so a lot of the people they'll put up are, like, fans, right? Like, mm -hmm. pictures of fans, like, wearing this stuff. Like, you get girls like this wearing stuff. Like, these are pictures that they get mm -hmm. from other fans. And, like, or you'll get somebody, like, sorry, somebody like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like... And then here, I'll show you some of these guys here as well. Like, they look... Some of these guys, like, look like wrestlers, but they're not wrestlers. Yeah. You know, they're they're, they're normal, functioning people. Like, you know, like, just normal couples, yeah. you know, people who are happy, people right. who take care of themselves. It's no longer, like, the miserable neckbeard guy, you know, Doritos on his shirt, typing furiously behind the computer, um... Telling you how much shit wrestling is today. Yeah. Instead, you got a guy now with like high cheekbones, a chisel, yeah. <laughs> sitting behind a computer telling you how shit wrestling <laughs> is. And like, I think that's a problem with the trading card game community to an extent. It's like they haven't gotten to that point where, you know, when you get in, no one like it's. But have you like seen? But I mean, have a you place seen Pokemon? where you can immerse. Like, have you seen like the Pokemon fans these days? Like, you think that like the only reason you know they're in a Pokemon. Is because you see them on their phone, right. with the app and stuff, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, it looks like they're just coming off of like a runway show. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're dressed to go hiking for Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Like they're dressed as if like they're going out afterwards mm -hmm. at night. And I think that's I think that's the problem. That's when it also becomes addictions. Where like I think your community kind of helps fuel that addiction. For sure. Right. Like, I think what I wouldn't be out there by myself. Mm -hmm. Like you know. I, I wouldn't be there like anywhere. Like if uh, I'm not going to basketball games by myself, I'm not going to wrestling shows yeah. by myself. Like I have a friend who does mm -hmm. go to wrestling shows by himself. He enjoys it, but he does things. He's out there. He'll go to like a kind of like a, a prohibition era type bar yeah. and go see a show and do things that are very social as well. I think like yeah, like if you're just cutting social aspects out of it, mm -hmm. out of your hobby, or you're not gaining something that's like a skill or talent or something from yeah. it i think like why bother, why bother? at this yeah. point i always wonder that too and it's always one of these things where i think 
that's one thing I did appreciate about the wrestling community is like the evolution of it. Whereas when you look at somebody's training career community, like, like for me, if I left the house and like I smelled like shit, my mom would tell me. You know, what I mean, somebody around me, like I count, like if I smell bad, like one, not only would I know, I think someone should tell you and let yeah. you know, and like. The fact that you're going to this place and, like, no one's pointing out that, hey, your health's terrible. No one's yeah, pointing yeah. out that, hey, your teeth look terrible. Hey, you smell like shit. Like, that's something to me. Like, to me, you're almost abating and abetting in a way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and not to harp on people's image or anything like that. But I think there is an importance of, like, caring about yourself enough yeah. where, you know, having that self-respect. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of dignity for yourself where... And that's what it feels like. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're overweight. I don't care if, you know, um, you have acne or whatever. That's your thing. That that could be an issue. Or, you know, maybe you're trying your best. You know, that you'll figure it out. Or, you know, something won't work for you, hopefully. But, you know, because that's just more health-conscious things Mm -hmm. than anything. And maybe you are trying your best and it's just not working out. And maybe you got to try something else. But, you know. Sure. But if you don't care at all, yeah. And you're just only going to be like, well, I look like I look like this and I'm into this, so fuck it. Like, no, man, like yeah. come on, put a little effort in. Take a shower, throw some yeah. deodorant on, like brush your teeth, wash your face. Take care of yourself. You know, use some moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking try to eat. Throw a clean shirt on, yeah. you know? Maybe I and I'm I will admit guilt to this. I do leave the house sometimes with sweatpants on. But at least they're fitted sweatpants, so like <laughs> yeah. they don't look like they're not the '90s Anichi. Yeah, like, and if I'm wearing roots or something, yeah. at least they're clean. Yeah, you know what For I sure. mean. Like, it's just kind of like you know, give it a little thought. We're getting off topic here, but like I'll tell you what I kind of wish. So we, t- I know we kind of take guys' topics, and guys' views on things mm-hmm. on this podcast. So one thing, hobby that I really, two hobbies I kind of really want to pick up, but the only reason I have it is because I don't know where to start. Okay, one. Is I want to learn about cars more. Like I'm, I'm, f- I'm 100% with you. Like how to fix a car, yeah. putting an engine together, uh, maybe, because they can do basic things like oil change, yeah. you know, filling a window, it's super you know, washer fluid or whatever. I can do that type of stuff. But like I would like to know, you know, how to put a body kit on or mm-hmm. something or how to uh, airbrush a car or mm-hmm. how to tint a window or how to um, do engine work. How do I know some what's wrong with my car if yeah. it ends up being wrong? What the light actually means without having to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just like, like to go going to the manual, be like, oh, that's what. Yeah, means. yeah. That's like I would mean. like I would like to just know more about cars. Other thing I want to learn how to do more, and again, don't really know where to begin. Um, it's carpentry. Mm. I would like to be able to build things with my hands, like a table or a chair or a shelf. You know, I like to be able to, just to know how to do it. Doesn't mean that I'm going to every weekend, I'm going to be like, well, I can have a project, you know, that would help. But I, I, I do need somewhere to start. I need to know what tools to get. I need yeah. to know how to put it together. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to mess it up and then I have to go back to where to buy more wood. Yeah. I think that's where, like, finding that community, or, like, just having that community or the friends that, yeah. that like, helps. Because that's where you Because you can tell me, start. well, like, if you want to know so bad, why don't yeah. you just enroll in a course or something that's easier said than done because yeah. I don't have the time or and it may the time may not work for me to enroll myself in a course because yeah. if for, for me to do that that means I have to give up something else mm-hmm. right like I have to give up uh, Muay Thai or, or, the, or the or the boxing or, yeah. or the CrossFit or 
I, and then I have to implement that. That means I may have to cut my work hours short, like which I can't do because, you know, or I can't do this podcast or right. whatever. So there's a lot of stuff on my plate. So it's also trying to balance these things because these are toned to be like the more manlier, yeah. I guess, of the of the hobbies. But to be honest, like I really do want to know how to do these things because one, it's useful. Yeah. And two, I'm kind of getting to that inquisitive nature of like I want to know how these things work. Like I feel that same way with. So I always have this like rule. Usually I want to stick to where I want one summer sport to play. Like even if I'm not super competitive, balls to the wall, just something like. Yeah, like every a Saturday, yeah, like Softball, every Saturday or Sunday. Something. And like one thing I really want to pick up, not only to like learn, but for health, is lacrosse. Oh yeah, lacrosse. You're probably the only person that ever told me they want to pick up lacrosse. <laughs> Trust At this me, age. I know, I know, right? And I'm like, you know what? It's like good cardio. It's a cool skill. To, like I've always, and I've always been interested in it. But here's the problem: is like if the first of all, the classes are usually for kids, and like they're not for people our age. And two. If the classes are time, they're always in like these inconvenient times and like yeah. these locations. I completely agree with you. But where if there do was people play lacrosse? Down like usually near the you know the hangar. Oh, they play indoors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Indoors or like what they do is in the summer is when they take out the ice in the arenas. They'll like play lacrosse in the arenas. Right, right. So, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like community is really important, and sometimes I think that's why people stick into some certain hobbies we consider nerdy. Yeah, like, I used to play community uh, support summer soccer like an adult league up until maybe I was what 26 27 and then you know because you those leagues you kind of gotta come in with the team mm-hmm. like you or you assemble your team and then you have people move away people get married yeah you know work uh, life gets in the way do you ever feel like hobbies kind of you're sometimes like people get afraid like guys get afraid to leave certain hobbies or like stop certain hobbies because like there was an identity associated with them do you know what I mean like what so well, like I have friends that were like I don't think sports you can say is one. No, no. like because I have but, friends who were hockey players their whole life and they still play hockey. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that I don't think that works. It'd be like if I still played ball, like right. which I did up until twenty five. You know, not long ago, and it's uh, I'm thirty two now. Yeah. So like a little bit. I mean, I, and then again, I still kind of played, but just not the same yeah. level that I did. Um, but. I don't. I wouldn't consider it like that. I think you're talking about something more like kind of like. So, for example, um, we, like I have a friend that was super into magic. Like one of the best magic. Yeah, magic the gathering. One of the best like players in. Jesus oh, you talking about magic? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like he wasn't doing magic. Yeah, because I'm like that's a cool fucking hobby. That'd be something interesting. And I have another friend that was really into Counter Strike. Like he was really good at it, and. Part of the reason they didn't leave when they wanted to was like, what you do know, you mean? Hold on, I mean, they still play Counter Strike? No, like they've stopped. They've stopped now, oh, but they had to come to grips with. And there's this hard dynamic of like, if they leave, they were once maybe known as maybe like a really good player. Like there was a certain amount of respect or like right. award or title given to that. And like part of the fear of leaving is like I don't have that anymore. Right. right, that sense of pride and accomplishment. Some, but it's only in that community. Yeah, so right. if you leave that community, all of a sudden, you, that just, it kind of leaves you. Cause like, why did they leave? Girl at the bar doesn't care that, like, you're... Yeah, but why you did know. they leave it? Um, well, one got a girlfriend. <laughs> so you still couldn't play, like, once every bit? It just, like, the time he ended up spending with his girlfriend just kind of took him away from Right, me. okay, and which makes sense. The other one moved, so... Um, I'm going to tell this to everybody out there. Um, if it comes between video games and your girlfriend, the answer is always pick your girlfriend. <laughs> Unless depends you, how good your relationship is. Yeah, depends <laughs> how, how good your relationship is. 
and how good you are at that game. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you monetize the game? Yeah. If the answer is yes, probably have to weigh it out a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you are in a happy relationship and the thing that is getting in the way is the game, <laughs> the answer is very simple, guys. Because... <laughs> I'll tell you this much. The video game community will not be at your funeral. <laughs> they won't be by your hospital bedside. Get playing Smash Brothers yeah, while you're at the... Yeah, while you're getting, like, your chemotherapy, <laughs> you know? But I'll tell you what, your girl probably will fucking make sure you're okay while you're throwing up and stuff in the bathroom. Yeah. and uh, Like, it's that human connection. Always try and pick human connection. One thing I do wonder about... So, I always... Me and Jesse would always have this debate when we were, like, younger was... You know, how do you... So, say you have a girlfriend or you meet a girl and, like, do you ever bring up your hobby, like, this nerdy hobby around yeah, her? Yeah, like, yeah, I usually do it on the so offset, right away. I always have this rule of if they ask what it is or if they ask where I'm going, I'm not going to lie. But I'm never just, like, out in the open here. Oh, no, I am. Like, okay, my, okay. Yeah, my, so my girl, can like, I, she'll, she'll be like, hey, can you drop me at uh, my friend's house on Sunday? And I'll be like, I can draw, like, and let's say it somehow falls on, like, WrestleMania weekend or yeah. something. I'll be like, I'll tell her on the offset. So Saturday, uh, between this time to this time, that's the NXT show, I gotta watch that. I was like, between well, WrestleMania, you... between this and this show, is I gotta watch that. So, whatever you need me to do, plan it around that. Yeah. And I'll let her know that. And she knows, like, I like well, was it. was that when you, like, first met her? Like, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, when I first met her, she knew I was into wrestling. Okay, Because okay. you know why? Because she, like, over-exaggerated her love for wrestling after I oh, told her. Oh, okay. Because, okay. you know, girls will do that. It's the yeah. same reason. I just found out, like, fucking only a couple years ago that she actually doesn't like going to the movie theater to watch movies. She just did it because she knew I liked doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but she actually hates it. <laughs> See, for me, when I used to be super into Madden, like, I remember one of my exes, one of my ex, like, she would call me to, like, talk about stuff, and I would just be playing Madden. But it's a balance, right? Right. Like, so, like, for example, the reason why I can do, like, tell her that for those WrestleMania weekends and shit is because I'm not, like, hey, every Monday night and Tuesday night, mm -hmm. I gotta watch Raw and SmackDown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I'm doing a skit thing, I'll tell her ahead of time. Like, if I'm doing a podcast, I'll tell her ahead of time yeah. so she knows. And that way we can plan anything she needs me to do. But if for the podcast, I can always move that around with you guys. Yeah. You know, uh, if it's a resident show and she needs me to go to something with her or if it's important she needs me to, even if it is Mania Weekend, I can fucking PVR it. It's yeah. not so important that I need to watch it at that moment. If it's a skit or something I plan with a bunch of people, yeah. um, usually she'll understand that and, you know, she'll either plan around me or she knows I can't do something with her. But if it's if it's not a if we're not shooting footage, you know, and uh, we're just kind of going over ideas, or if it's just me and the co-writer of the thing, it just kind of doing. We can always do that whenever because we live right by each other. Yeah. It's very easy for us to get together. But if we have like cast guys coming up, like five people showing up in that studio to do this thing, like she knows, like we have all these people together, like I'm just called Uber or yeah. whatever, right? So, it's balance. I think it's balance, and I think it's also confidence. Because I remember when I was younger, like, before I got into undergrad, and, like, there would be certain hobbies I would have that, like, if You're I liked of? a girl, I wouldn't mention it. Unless, again, my rule was always, if they asked, I would be honest, because I don't want to lie about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I would never bring it up, and I would even, like, kind of, I want to say, go well, out of my way Well, it's hard, also, like, like, for example, like, I don't know, so what age did you play Yu-Gi-Oh, though? Like, I mean... 
probably like my mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. So good, good chunk. So. But like, I, mine was weird though. Like, I played when it first came out, and then. But the thing is, how how often are you going to things where you're, like, when I was super into it, yeah. maybe once a week. When right, like, but once a week is like manageable. Yeah. Know? No. No. Like, for sure. Yeah. But I think it's a confidence thing too. For some of like the way you talk about it with your girlfriend was like you're very confident. Like I enjoy this, but like and you know you're. But I'm also aware. Right. Like I'm also aware of how stupid it sounds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I'm gonna get together with a bunch of my friends to shoot some footage of fate, like us pretending to be wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, like I understand how stupid she gets it because she knows. Like, I know there's an end game to this because I know you. Yeah. And I know that it's probably going to be done in this kind of, like, tactful way. Yeah. That's funny or entertaining. And, like, so she, because she's has confidence in my abilities mm-hmm. and my creativity, like, she she still thinks it's stupid. And I know it's fucking stupid because I watch it back and I'm like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. And, like, but at the same time, I know what I'm doing. And at the same time, she knows I enjoy it. And she knows that we... And she has creative outlets as well. I don't knock her for, like, uh, wanting to do fashion-oriented things or go to these shows Mm or or, um, want to take pictures. You know, she always wants to take pictures, right? Like, that's what she likes doing. Yeah. Right? Um, Because, like, one thing I always... I remember this one time. I was with one of my friends. So we were at one of those Yu-Gi-Oh events. And so they're usually at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, right? Which is, like, right near the Rogers Center. Yeah. And there's all there's a Boston Pizza like right on Front Street, and we would go afterwards. Usually, like if we go to this event, we would just go to Boston Pizza and like have a beer, have a burger, just yeah, hang yeah. out, watch the Jays or whatever. And one time he had to like adjust something in his bag, so he pulls these card outs cards out. And as we're coming, like we have like you know like you guys know this at restaurants like waitresses they're 50-50 on, like, whether you get the attractive one or, like, you get the dude or you get, like, some unattractive one, Yeah, 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 yeah. And this, like, smoke show of a waitress was, like, coming to our table and, like, at the corner of her eye, he sees her and he just throws his bag (laughs) over his stuff, right? And I was just, like, I'm just watching this here and I'm like, and she's like, you know, can I take your order? And she leaves and I was like, what, what just happened? He's like, bro, like, it's a death knell. I'm like, what do you mean it's a death knell? He's like, the minute a girl sees you with, like, you know, these cards here, it's like you're automatically kind of branded as a loser. Right. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, that's a confident. I'm like, no, because if you're confident in yourself and who you are, that yeah. shouldn't be the scarlet letter that, like, somebody brands you with, right? Yeah. I mean, I also probably wouldn't be in that venue or context. I guess for sure game. like you like you know what I mean like there's a time and a place for play no things, no he anything? just had to adjust like stuff in his bag so oh, oh it I out. see yeah that's stupid then like that's that's on him no no for sure yeah but that's on him I think it like part of and what kind of reaction is that you don't know, trust me <laughs> like, you, I was sitting there I was sitting like, what kind of fucking reaction is that <laughs> I if I worked there I'd be like this guy's got a fucking bomb or <laughs> <laughs> we need to and evacuate this place and I remember, like, when I was younger, like, one thing I had to kind of get over was, like... When you're younger, I think you're more susceptible to being insecure. Yeah. I think once you kind of hit that early 20s, mid-20s area, I think whatever your interests are... It's, and then even... It gets even stronger. Once you hit that 30s arena or late 20s, yeah. like, this is who you are at this point. Yeah. And, like, what you like is what you like. And things might change, but, like, 
I don't think there's any reason for you to be ashamed of something mm-hmm. unless there's something actually wrong with it. I know? think it's a combination of things. Like, when people ask me, like, how do you deal with, or, like, how... Like, if know, somebody was like, oh, like, what do you like doing on the week? Like, what's your hobby? And somebody was like, oh, like, I love doing blow. Like, yeah, like, yeah you should probably keep that to yourself, you know? Like, that's, like... <laughs> I always tell, like, when people ask me, like... Because, again, I'm into, like, a lot of really random things, right? And, like... What and somebody, some things people always ask me is like, hey, how do you like, you know, not deal with those things, but like when you're meeting people and like you bring, do you bring it up? How do you bring it up? And like, I think part of it is just people know, people have to know you and like, or not know you, but you have to kind of be confident in yourself and who you are and be like, yeah, and this is where having different interests and being well rounded comes right. in. It's, yeah, sure, it's a part of my life, but it's one part of who I am versus like, when you're that person, like that wrestling fan, that you yeah, know, like you were talking before the part about ECW guy, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. If you're that guy, it's clear that that's your life, and that's yeah, so and much scarier. It's funny because it's like the thing about it is, is like the amount that guy probably dedicates to it is probably really no different than the amount of time that I dedicate to it. The only difference is, is it's not the only thing yeah. I dedicate myself to, right? Like I've gone through school got a law degree in practice law like i do this podcast i work on another podcast we have like this web series thing we're doing uh meanwhile i got a i got you know the martial arts things and then i got a dog that i gotta walk so there's another thing and i got a girlfriend you know spend time with your family friends so you have all these other things that fill up all your other time so with him remember with wrestling content there's only so much content that you can absorb so even if that guy and we're, I don't you know, I, whatever, I don't know why I'm apologizing for this. Fuck, I don't know. But like, <laughs> like if um, like if, if that guy, was, oh, that's his only interest or that's his only hobby, and he can't even really call it a hobby because outside of watching it, if he doesn't really do anything, like maybe either write an article or read on it or try to like explore different things within different avenues. Um, it's not really a hobby. Just watching a show, I don't think you can say is a hobby. So when, so I guess I could ask that question back to you that you asked to me. When do you think it crosses the line from hobby to... I think when you action? start incorporating yourself actively in it. Okay. So for example, you can you can say I like going to wrestling conventions and wrestling shows and everything like that as a hobby because it requires some sort of act of you getting up and really kind of taking the time to go do something, <laughs> right? Meeting these people or whatever. It's You can say that is, right? If you if you write a blog, you know, fuck it. Even if you go on just message boards actively just yeah. writing essays towards people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That you can still say that's a hobby. It's something I enjoy doing on my off time. Um, maybe you like just going to random wrestling shows, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you like reading books on it. Because yeah. reading is a hobby. Yeah. Right, but maybe you just specifically like reading about wrestling books and articles, no, no, for sure, I guess. or whatever. If Yu-Gi-Oh has like things like that, like you don't maybe even necessarily have to play Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You might like all the stuff just about Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, there's people that cosplay like yeah, the comic cons. You see it all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like same thing. Like it's it like that's another thing. Cosplay is a hobby. Yeah. Right. I don't think you sitting there watching everything Star Wars related though, from like yeah. the Attack the Clones the that TV, that cartoon or whatever, and then all the other Star Wars movies, I don't think, like, watching those repeatedly is 
a uh, hobby. Yeah. That's just watching content, right? Like, I wouldn't say wrestling is like a hobby of mine if I didn't do the weird skit thing, if I didn't go to shows, if I didn't read articles or write articles and, um, you know, read books and stuff like that. Yeah. Listen to the podcasts, connect, try and connect the dots and, you know, with this weird detective-ish type way. Like, it's got to, it's got, I feel like it's something has to get Every time shared. you say that, I think of, do you ever watch The Usual Suspects when, um, the detective has, like, all the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think it's, of. You know, that's yeah. essentially what it is, right? Like, it's essentially what it is. Is like, when something has such an overarching history, like, if you're not trying to figure something out along the way through that history of content and, and uh, stories and all that stuff, and, you know, there's things you find out from somebody tells one story, so then you find out something... Oh, that's the missing gap there in that story that that guy told, yeah. where he mentioned him and that, and then you start putting these things together. It's weird because that's essentially what you do with history too, right? Like one person regales something that happened in like World War Two, and then you hear another person's side of that story on that thing, and then now you're starting to kind of put it together. That's that's again, I guess, the art yeah. of it of you trying to fill in the blanks, and it's cool. It's cool because it gets your brain working a little bit. One thing I can say, too, with hobbies is I have this rule, like, if, especially if it's a competitive hobby, like, it's something you compete and there's ranking and levels at. If you're spending a ton of time, a ton of money, and, like, you still suck, you got to scale it back. That's just my rule. Like, okay, so when we used to play... Like, if, it's, if it's causing you stress and loss, I think. Like, if it's interfering with your life. Well, so let me give you an example, right? So there's this... When we used to play, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, like... I'd go maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, right? But there would be these guys that would go Monday to Sunday, like go in for a couple hours and play, like not even a couple they hours. They do like that over at the six, at that Kennedy and uh, that Kennedy uh, by the Mercedes BMW dealership, that plaza that's over there. Do you know like there's that plaza with the ramen noodle spot? No idea. I'm not a ramen guy. Anyways, it's uh, it's this Chinese plaza. That's by the Mercedes dealership and the BMW dealership on Kennedy. Okay. And um, they have, like, in that mall at nighttime, people go there to play Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like underground. Yeah, no, it's exactly. It's underground. It's underground because they'll be there, like, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock midnight. And they'll be there in there, like, playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. But but there's also, like, poker or blackjack or something going on there as well. So it's really funny because there's underground like shady blackjack and then there's underground shady Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> happening. This underworld underbelly. <laughs> so the- and I bet you the Yu-Gi-Oh game is way more high stakes than the blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> so because like- I saw the cards that the Yu-Gi-Oh guys are stepping out. <laughs> so the guys that like whether it's Magic Yu-Gi-Oh, like there'll be guys that are in there Monday to Sunday for like four to six hours at a time. And like there's this one there's a couple How long is the game usually take? So okay, this is the thing with tourneys where like this is why I one reason I stopped doing it. Like with the way the tourneys used to be Get into specifics, yeah, okay. Because so, I'm sure there's gonna be some Yu-Gi-Oh listeners. And to be honest, we could probably just label this Yu-Gi-Oh podcast <laughs> and we'll just get hits. So, so get into specifics. On average here. back then when we I wanna hear names, no, I wanna I hear names of cards. Drop. I can't name drop. We should probably know these people. Um No no no, I wanna um, hear like names of like like what's your, what's a high playing card called? Uh, right now, uh like, so back when I used to play, like, Shadows dolls were, like, just using okay. so shadow dolls. Right. Sure, Shadol, right? Um, but tourneys would be, like, depending on where you went, and they've adjusted this recently, apparently, to where it's not so bad, but, like, 
you would get there maybe at like 10, 11 a.m. And depending on how far you go, so if you got to like the finals, sometimes you'd be there till six, seven. It's a long day. And, right. and there'd be, and like, yeah, like. It's kind of like poker tournaments. Yeah, almost. Like, but but how long is a match? A match could be like an hour. And what's the shortest it could be? Like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Really? The but, range is that but, fast. But the problem is you have to wait for the next round. So you have to wait. And this is the same with Magic. This is the same for like every card. How many you, cards do you play with? At 40. 40 to 60. Yeah. And what's the objective? To wipe out the other guy. <laughs> no, like, so he has no more cards. No, oh, he has. Like, so there's, yeah. a, there's a way you keep score. And then okay. it's just you have to get that person to zero. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Um, but anyway, so like these, back to my original point, so like these guys would be there from like Monday to Sunday for like six hours a day almost. I'd be like, and they'd have like the most expensive cards and they lose every time. And I'm like, do you play for keeps? You can. No, it's just price. Yeah. But like you, you, you no, but can, like, you, have you guys played for keeps? You can. Oh, you can. You can. Like, have you? it's not, have I? Yeah. But like, this was like way... And like, like playground stuff. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. this was like when I was younger, and like I I remember one time I when I was like in grade eight, I won, and like I got this guy's deck, and I felt bad because he was crying, but I didn't give it back. But I felt oh, so bad. you play for the whole deck. So no, so like no people don't normally play for keeps. Like you'll see cash games now. Yo, you'll, you'll see, see cash, cash games. So like people put like two hundred dollars on a match, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you'll yeah. have people making side bets where like oh, yeah, this is the way of the future, guys. <laughs> you're not gonna see poker and blackjack in the future. You're just gonna Man. see you're gonna see like Vegas Yu Gi Oh tournament. <laughs> you know, Matt, there is a there are Yu Gi Oh tournaments in Vegas. But, no, no, but I'm <laughs> talking about like it's instead of the World like, Poker even, Classic, no, you're gonna like, see the World Yu Gi Oh Classic. But like Magic, for example, like the Pro Tour, their cash prizes like you can make hundred k a year if you're good playing Magic. Right, right, like. But anyways, back to the original. Like, if to me, when you're competitive and you're investing that level and that level of money, if you still stink, I I always believe you should scale it back. Like, right. if, if you're not, because like, to me, it's like I'm a big believer in input output, and if the input is not even close to the output, in right, a, right, in a in like a competitive hobby, I always believe like the best thing to do is just scale hit, it back. Scale it back. I think one of the worst moments is when we went to locals out for like weeks and weeks and it was like five of our guys and it goes into like five rounds of Swiss. So each player plays around and the right. top eight goes into like top eight cut and we all five took the top eight spots. And, and oh, this nice. shows you that like we came out of nowhere we just dominated people that had just been playing weekly. That's crazy. Well, like, Do they know who you guys are? Well, yeah. like, so sometimes there's oh, yeah. a, like, to me, when... Why? Like, because they just see you before. No, because, like, everyone, if you go to these, like, things, everyone kind of knows each other to right. an extent. Has there ever been a time where a guy, like, shows up and you have no fucking clue who this yeah, guy is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just like, runs rough shot on everybody? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, he's, he's like, he's like Paul Newman in The Hustlers just cleaning <laughs> a house? So Magic actually had a big problem. Like, the local place I go to the magic so magic community is very tight-knit like everyone knows everyone right and they'd have these major like these so they have these like store events yeah and they would always be super angry when like a guy with like this amazing deck will come in kick the shit out of everyone and leave and never come back right right because it's like not not only did someone not from the community win but it's like it's someone that just didn't seem like they cared as much almost in a way right right so it's always like it's always like a weird thing like when do you think it goes from like being you're in a cobby community to like almost a culty thing well do you remember do you remember 40 not 40 version do you remember knocked up of course do you remember when, Seth paul, Rogen remember, and, uh, when, remember when his wife thinks that paul rudd's cheating on him and she follows him to the house 
And was then, he locked up with Seth Rogen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, Paul yeah, Rudd. Yeah, okay, and then, okay. remember, his wife follows and brings Seth Rogen along. Yeah. And then he finds out, like, she thinks she's cheating on him. And then and then she's like, what, what the fuck is this? And he's sitting in a room with a bunch of guys and it's, it's a doing fantasy league draft. And like, she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, she's like, I thought he was cheating on me. This is much worse. He's like, how is this worse? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're not even cheating on me. She's here with a room full of guys. And that's one weird fear people have is like, when you tell other people, they almost think you're in a cult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know when I used to tell my ex, like, hey, like, I try to even explain fantasy sports. That was, like, the weird, like, it was, like, the weirdest thing on the planet. Especially because, like, people get invested in that stuff when money's on the yeah. line, right? Like, people will, like, re-spend time, like, you know, ton of time in their day researching yeah. like, trends yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I have a friend, uh, he collects uh, specifically wrestling toy title belts. Okay. So Chiron, yeah, yeah. So Chiron, he um, collects wrestling toy titles. So not even like the those replica ones, you know, those ones that kind of look real and feel real. Yeah. No, no, no like specifically the ch- the children toy ones, okay. like the foam ones or the fake leather plastic ones. So he's pretty much almost done his collection. Nice. But he's like for the past better past of like two years, I think. Like he's just kind of slowly been hunting. Besides, like recently, he just got like the million dollar toy belt mm-hmm. like, oh the Ted DiBiase yeah the Ted nice. DiBiase one like you know he's he's got a bunch he's got I think almost all I think he's missing one of all the world titles he's okay. missing one set of tag titles he's got the Intercontinental he's got the European light heavyweight I think he's still looking for yeah. so, but he's almost he's like three four titles away from like being complete yeah. he's even got the money in the bank fucking briefcase <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because he, he'll every now and then he'll go to Toys R Us or he'll go to Walmart he'll search online you know, like, he'll kind of spend his time. And it doesn't, it's not a financial burden for him mm-hmm. because it's, like, not even a fraction of his paycheck that goes towards yeah. it, right? It's, what, 20 to maybe $60 a month, Do you think right? that matters, like, how much of your, say, like, income? I think, I, yeah, think that I think, I think yeah, how much your income. If you're, if you're struggling, if you can't put money away to save um, because it's whatever your hobby is, not even hobby. I won't even say your hobby because some of it could be beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. Some like if it's something like working out or doing something active or whatever, that's good for you. You so need to be doing that, right? Is working out a hobby? I was considered a way of life almost. Um, uh, like to me, working out is not a hobby. It depends. Okay. I think it depends. I think it depends on how communal it is for you. Yeah. Because like I go to a CrossFit gym and that shit's like communal. Well, I mean, even right, when, like, like it's like going to like a good life, throwing on headphones and. <laughs> doing but just by yourself it's not the same because i spent time there right yeah i'll fucking and remember for me it's not just because what i do with working out i'm trying to get better at certain things mm-hmm. like i'm trying to get better at bar muscle ups i'm trying to get better with ring work mm-hmm. i'm uh trying like you know doing certain gymnastic things trying to like do weird balancing things like it's it's there's things that i focus specifically on sometimes and it always changes so it's not like working out where i'm just doing it strictly to keep in shape or keep healthy that's just a side that's that's almost like a, a byproduct of what i'm trying to do really i'm trying to develop certain skills mm-hmm. right there's certain skills that i'm trying to adopt and i'm trying to take that as well and use that in martial arts stuff yeah. so for me it's a hobby because of what i'm trying to get out of it see for me like we're like i go to a lifters gym so it's like right. you know it's very like 
A lot of the guys there are powerlifting. But see, is your objective now just to get bigger and everything? Or is your objective to get stronger and do set new PRs it's, and, it's, you know, eventually maybe get into a competition or something? I wouldn't say it's, de- it's definitely not competing because, like, I've seen what those guys have to yeah. do to compete. It's like you're paying money for yeah. special types of equipment, coaching. Like, I just would never do but that. But see, like, because, right. it's, because it's a specific thing you're doing, I would say it's a hobby. If you're just going to the gym... And you're going through your normal motion of, um, you know, let me hit the chest, let me do the arms today, and then it's Wednesday now, let me do this, and let me do that. When I'm doing something, it's not because I'm trying to work on a, like if I'm not doing something, like let's say it's like, oh, I don't go, oh, it's a leg day. It's because, oh, I fucking fried my legs yesterday. So I can't really do anything today. Oh. So I need to change it up and I got to figure out something else to do. Or I ha- I'm going through a specific program in which there's a certain objective that I'm trying to right. get to at the end of that program. Like, See, for me, I don't think of like when somebody asks me, like, do you think working as... I'm like, no, it's just like, I like, yeah, do I have a plan? Do I research a plan? Do I do it? Yeah, for sure. I worked right? on rings for an hour. Like, for an entire hour. Uh, yeah. one, one session, I remember. Like, where all I fucking did was trying to work on my form mm-hmm. on the rings. Like, my fucking hands got all cut up. Look at my wrists. Like, <laughs> it looked like an emo kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, look at that. Like, like my yeah. wrists are just were all cut up, and I just taped it back up. Mm-hmm. Even after I started bleeding, I just taped it, and I kept going at it. Yeah. Like, if I'm just working out, and I cut my hand or something, and it's just, that's whatever, that's not necessarily the same drive you have as, like, you yeah. wouldn't, like, it's a hobby. Something driving you to get something in your head right or like, or body right. I guess for me, I just don't consider it a hobby because it's like, you know, I'm like Monday, I'm going to the, like, I feel like you just kind of do it to the point where it just feels like embedded in you. To the but that's kind of what a hobby is too, though. That's true. That's right? True. You know, that's kind of like, it's like, guys go fishing. Yeah. But to them, it's kind of embedded. It's just they know it's it's second nature to them. Or, or uh, running. People go running. People consider running a hobby. Right, but it's like I feel like that's that's how you know it's a hobby. Whereas if you remove it out of your life, something feels off now. Yeah. Right. We talked about this in relation with like uh, the last week's topic, mm-hmm. which is you know when you have a girlfriend, and if you don't have any hobbies or any activities that you engage yourself in during that time, when she's gone, and because like because your girl's already a big part of it, if you don't have something else that's big in your life that you get involved in. It's very difficult for you to readjust to the world again, because you don't have this other thing. If let's put this: if you don't have that, and you don't have what's another hobby is uh, that you do these these like. Years? I mean, I'm trying to get back into FIFA, but like that's probably not going to. Okay, right? right. So let's just say this, okay? Let's say you are doing FIFA. Okay. Right. Or let's define. Let's just say the weightlifting thing and the podcast. You got okay. Here, okay. So you got the podcast. You got the weightlifting thing. Now think if you didn't have either one of these things, how much harder your breakup would have been and then you weren't working. Yeah, it'd be like, because that void, for sure. Yeah, because your time is no longer I think it's, it's your time and to an extent it's your identity. And also something that's distracting you. Yeah. I think a hobby is a few things. I think a hobby is being able to disappear from, and by the way, I'm holding up a phone, <laughs> Right? I think a hobby is able for your brain to switch into another mode. Mm-hmm. And I think a hobby 
is your ability to find yourself in an avenue that isn't like any of the other avenues in your life, yeah. right? Yeah. So it has nothing to really do with your girlfriend. It has nothing to do with your work, really. As uh, It's just its own thing yeah. that requires your own time and your full attention and like not being distracted. I guess the last thing I could we could ask about hobbies before we go out with like last thing I want to do before and then I think we should just give tips on for guys on how to deal with these hobbies we consider why like, fuck them no <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I I, no, no, I, I no, just I'm feel kidding. like I'm kidding. you know I feel like one thing we should go out on is like hey you've listened to us for this long at least yeah. let's try to summarize give you something yeah. to go home with for outside of this um. Last thing, do you think there's just some hobbies you're more cooler to tell people with than others, and why? Yeah, like we, like I just said, like oh, like like what do you what do you do as a hobby? Say, like, oh, like I work on car engines, like yeah, yeah. Like, I work, cooler, like yeah. Right? Well, I used to surf. I remember that. Really? Like I used to okay. when I lived in Australia, I would go surfing every morning. But like when you tell someone, hey, like what are you doing? Hey, I'm gonna go do Muay Thai. Like that sounds so like you know you don't you have no hesitation with no that, no right? exactly. But it's like. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people don't know Muay Thai is, right? right. Like, um, But there's almost zero hesitation. Yeah, if I used to go boxing, you yeah. know, like, yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, of course, there's things like that that are just well, have machismo or macho-ness yeah. attached to it. Do you it. think that's what it is? It's the machismo? Because even... Well, it's, it's a machismo and because it's, it's like, a sport. Like, because yeah. it's the same thing. If you go tell people, like, oh, I got hockey or I got basketball tonight, it's yeah. the same thing, right. right? Like, there's no different. Oh, I got CrossFit or I got... Yeah. Um, uh, I got weightlifting, yeah. you know, like, it's the same thing, right? Even, fuck, even if I go, I got to do this podcast. Like, there's an acceptance to this because yeah. it's like you're doing something that's uh, beneficial, proactive, mm-hmm. you know, and there's an end light to it. There's a, there's a start, beginning, and end. Mm-hmm. When you tell someone, I got to watch wrestling, <laughs> I got to read this <laughs> wrestling book tonight, like, like, there's no end game necessarily in their head to that oh yeah like what's the fucking point then do you know what i mean like it's like oh i gotta go play Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah. in their head they're not going like oh there's this because they don't know the world right yeah. so they're not going um oh there's a, there's a ranking there's money involved so do you there's prestige like- or anything it's, all they think is like what's the fucking point of playing yeah. this fucking it, like you might as well go play go fish like <laughs> in their head like that'd probably be more acceptable one thing I was found interesting because, like, I remember when I was an undergrad, like, this girl I was, like, you know, mm-hmm. talking to at the time, she's like, oh, what are you doing today? And there was, like, like you don't have class when we were at York. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to this FIFA tournament, right? Like, I didn't even think twice about it in my head. And I remember, like, one of my other friends that same day had to go to some, like, I can't remember what video game it was. It was, like, a sh- first-person shooter. And I remember him not telling his girlfriend. I was like, even, I, I remember at that time, I'm like, wait, is, like, Going to say I'm going to play FIFA, like, cooler than saying I'm going to, like, you know, this video game tourney that involves, like, a first-person shooter? Like, is that is that a thing? Right? Yeah. And, I like, mean, even then, like, yes. Yeah, I'm like, are there even dividers within, like, certain hobbies? Like, so I think I think video games are much more acceptable these days. Like, I think type of video game too. No, I think I think yeah. any I think any video game these days because the like, gamer world is so. No, Vast. but I think it's from like girls even like even girls these days yeah. are really having the video games and stuff, right? Like I think the video game world is so big, and because now people have seen that there can be end games because fucking they they're on ESPN. But I think right? there's certain types of games that are cooler. Like I think if you tell someone, "Hey, I'm gonna go play Smash Brothers, like Street Fighter," like those are cool because they're they've been around so long. Yeah. Or I think if you're saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go play like a sports video game," like 
matter. No, I think really. I think that's completely fine too. Yeah, no, I, I do. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I think UFC, like Madden, FIFA, people are like, okay, cool. I think there's certain video games, maybe, and you know, man, if future- you say I'm gonna go play God of War, or if you say I'm gonna go play uh, Mario, or if you say I'm gonna, I think really there's no game because chances are. If it's a game that they're not aware of, then they're just not aware of it. Yeah. But I think if you're just saying, like, I'm going to play this game or whatever, I think it's fine. I think where you get in trouble is if you're married or you got kids or you have a significant other and your reason for not doing something with them is that, I think that's where you kind of get that the eyes. Of, uh, but I think if you tell your friends or, like, if you tell your yeah. friends, like, hey, like, you want to come in? You'd be like, no, nah, I think I'm just staying and play play this game. I don't really get resistance from mm-hmm. that, and I probably wouldn't give my friend shit. If yeah. that, or like, hey man, I can't talk right now. I'm playing uh, Call of Duty, like or something, right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. You can't talk right now. I definitely, yeah, I definitely do think there's things, certain things. My girl's told like, me she can't talk right now because she's watching the what's the Kardashian show called again? No idea. Keeping, with keeping up with the Kardashians. There you go. Like, hey man, no, man, no judgment. Because I, I say the same thing to her. She asked me why, yeah. <laughs> like WWE though. Yeah. I asked her why she keep up with the Kardashians. Same shit. It's the exact same shit. I just wonder, like... Fake reality. I just wonder how certain things became, like, certain hobbies do have that stigma. Like, outside of, like, the alpha male ones where it's like, yeah, I'm doing kick... Like, I get that, because that's, like, something ingrained in male culture, like... But you know what? I think like, I think there's a certain stereotype that's a negative connotation on meatheads these days, too. Like, I, I have a friend who's really deep into jiu-jitsu and, and boxing and everything like that, and um, he lives in Japan, right? And... Um, I've been friends with him since, like, grade 7. There's a meathead stereotype in Japan. No, no, no. He's oh, from Japan. Okay. But he's from Chicago and Toronto. Okay. Like, he grew up around here, and he moved to Japan for school yeah, and work. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, like, he's Japanese, right? But, it's like, that's where his parents moved right, back right. to, so he had to move as well. So, um, he... I was saying, like, I kind of wanted to go check out the UFC gym they have in Mississauga. Oh, they have one in Mississauga? Yeah, they got a UFC oh. uh, gym in Mississauga, and... He's like, he's like, yeah, it's probably looks really cool, but he's like, it's probably fucking full of meatheads, like fucking bunch of amateurs just hitting the bag and just being like, oh, hey, look how cool I am. So it's really funny yeah. that even something that's manly can have a real negative stigma yeah. attached to it based on a specific label. Stereotype. Almost. No, because if I were to just go, I'm going to Bazooka Joe's uh, Kick. kickboxing. Or Muay Thai. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. Okay, Shout out Bazooka to, Joe. I used to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go there. I used to go there. And, um, and then, so, like, you know, that's a legit gym that is kind of niche. You know, great teacher, great instructor. He's kind of famous. But I think part of the, yeah, Joe, um, he did a podcast with uh, Rogan. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So then, like. Um, Valtellini. Joseph right, Valtellini. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. So, Joseph. anyways, yeah. like. By the way, sick gym, everything, cool guys. If you ever get the chance, just don't tell us. I know this is re- there's this fight. It's Nikki Holtzin versus Joseph Altelin. That's what kind of caught me onto this gym was he was doing the. No, I didn't even Joel. know. I just okay. I just knew because it was a gym close to me because the one that I used to go to. It's the one on Progress, right? Yeah. yeah. So the one that I used to go to on um, it was like uh, I want to say Esna Park okay. and like Denisonish kind of area. Yeah. And like so, the one that I used to go there closed down so I had to find a new one that's close to me and this is not this is at a time where you know MMA gyms weren't really oh yeah popular sure. this is like when I was like 21 years old 20 years old okay. you know 
maybe younger, maybe 19 even. So like, so I want to say like 20, 21, something like that. And there wasn't a lot around, you know, there's yeah. like one not like on every fucking corner. Yeah. Like, so there was that and there was Bazooka Joe. <laughs> I was just, I found that interesting, but I think that comes from the meathead stage. Sorry, but then, sorry to cut yeah. you off, but then again, because, it, because it's a niche thing that, like, you must really want to go find a place to go do this, so you find a place and you go do it, and that's kind of the people that those attract, whereas I think for some reason in your head, when you see the name UFC, you also think posers, or you think guys that are just doing it for the name association, or whatever. Or you think so, of, like, Cody Garbrandt with the neck tattoo, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, or even guys like uh, like uh, Alistair, fucking um, you know, jacked up dudes that yeah. are not say you know. But it's also like the worst case, like, like Chuck Liddell's, you know, like yeah. guys that look like that in a way. Or you think guys are juiced up for sure? Yeah, yeah, or just guys that are big or something, and they're just getting an MMA now, like in their fucking mid twenties or whatever, and like where ha- where martial arts wasn't even on their mind. When they were like 13, 14, 15 years old, you know, they never fucking did karate. Yeah. They never did any judo or anything else. All of a sudden, they see Conor McGregor or whatever on TV, and now all of a sudden, everybody thinks they're a goddamn kickboxer. So, what I think is interesting is like, do you think what makes it uncool is like this? So, for example, like certain video games and card games, it's like what the stereotype, or wrestling, what the stereotype of like, the negative stereotype is the neckbeard guy. Right? It's, it's always the fat Mountain Dew Doritos yeah. neckbeard guy. It's like, do you think that's what drives something from, like, being, like, something that might be pretty... Well, I think anything you're into, there's always going to be... Like, if I could say, oh, I'm really into art, mm-hmm. like paintings, you know, um, and immediately in your head, you would have this image of somebody who's into art. Yeah. You know, you probably would think, oh, guy who wears a blazer and a scarf and holds wine like this, like in the air and swifts it, and probably like this loose hair that's just kind of folds over your eyebrow, and you know, you probably have like a Johnny Depp style beard, like like in your head, you probably start painting this whole image of what somebody looks like and how they behave. Oh, he's probably smug. He's probably really like wordy and how he describes everything when it's not necessary. Like when Mike, my friend Mike, he's like he talks about cinephiles. I was thinking like that guy at Starbucks on his laptop who's like, yeah, you know, with like the beer and the glasses, maybe bald. Well, when you think about like yeah, what an engineer sure. is these days, right? You had this idea of what it was back like in the day. Oh, guy who wears short sleeve button up shirt with a pump yeah. protector and a tie, and wears probably glasses and you know bad haircut. Well, that's not the case. No, for sure. You know what I mean, like. Any one of us could be an engineer. My girlfriend's an engineer. She definitely does not look like an engineer. Does not wear a pocket protector? No, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fucking. It's 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 the people's profiles don't really fit what we think, and I don't know where it comes from. It's probably just a lack of exposure. Yeah. Right. And that's really what it comes down so, to. So, like, in terms of lack of exposure, the best thing to do is just like all. I got a friend who's a surgeon. Yeah. And you know what he does like on his off time? He likes to like. I don't know what the, the, the trade is called or the craft is called, but it's essentially like stitching things, taking things apart and like re-tailoring them. Like it's weird. Like So he'll like get a shirt. That sounds very surgical. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like he'll get a tie. He'll get a tie. Yeah. Like he likes going to thrift stores and then like tailoring it oh. by himself though. 
Like, so he'll get a tie that's like a fat tie, and he'll take that tie apart and make it a slim tie. Like, if, I don't know why he likes doing this, but he likes... Like, my other my other cousin, he's like internal med. He does carpentry on the fucking side. Where he gets the time to do it, I don't know. Where he got the time to teach himself to do it, I don't know. But it was enough where it became good enough at it at this hobby, where he masters craft, he was able to make a business out of it, and he actually builds people, like, custom, like, desks and, like, shelves and stains them and does artwork on them and everything now. And he has, like, these weird wooden business cards. <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. It's like, you don't know what you're going to get interested into yeah. and you don't know how serious you're going to take it where it turns into not just now a hobby now, but now mastering a craft. Because I think that's the end game for anything, right? Yeah. Like, I think um, Kevin Durant, if you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, like, one Kevin thing, Durant's hobby is just creating fake profile accounts. <laughs> well, I mean, as a, like, as a basketball player, I think one thing he talked about was... Kevin, expect Kevin Durant on this podcast <laughs> as, as Luther 101. <laughs> this fucking podcast sucks. <laughs> well, one thing he talked about was, like, as he got later into his basketball career, it, went, like, it wasn't just about achieving, it became less about achieving goals and more about mastering your craft right look at jordan like yeah. jordan's hobby was golf and he became really fucking good at golf well lebron does this thing where he adds he says like i think in interviews like per off season he tries to work on something new so like the one year they lost the mavericks in the finals he was criticized for his post-up game he wasn't like they would just leave him to post up somebody was terrible at it not terrible right. but like terrible by his standards <coughs> and that whole off season, he worked on his post up game mm. and his fadeaway game. So once you're posting up, you have to you know you turn step back fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked on that game almost extensively, and then he like you know as he's playing the next season, you see the development, right? Yeah. And I think like like I think a lot of players do that, right? Like I, I don't think he's special in that way. Oh no, well it depends, right? I mean, and I think like I know when some sister and things like when it comes to lifting, like. When it, I don't I know it's a different form of like craft, but like outside of the numbers, no, there is a craft. There to an extent, right? And like part of it is like look, this, man, uh, there's Olympic lifting and weightlifting. Yeah. So anything where you can have to get to that level, yeah, there's obviously a level of certain craft. And to be honest, remember the thing about a craft is is there's no one way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's you get the fundamentals and then you start personalizing things that are specifically working towards your strengths and weaknesses, right? So like. For example, I can get really good at, um, let's say, like, I can get really good at doing, like, uh, kip and pull-ups, right? But eventually, I'll start adopting certain ways that work the best mm -hmm. for me at that. Or let's say, I'm, let's say, for boxing, here's a perfect example. Like, I learn fundamentals in boxing, but then once I get good enough at boxing, like where I learned those fundamentals and it becomes now instinctive in a way, I start adopting my own personality and working on the footwork, on my movement, and everything that works for me that's a trial and error, and you start honing in on that craft. Well, I think the, like, the best way I can say for myself is like when I used to play baseball, at first it was all about like, hey, let's just get bad on ball, right? Like yeah. that was, and I think once you, and this with any then hobby. you start working with the swing. And once you and exactly and once you start like getting the basics down of the hobby, it's like okay, now let me learn when yeah. like let me learn how to drive it to the opposite field. Let yeah. me learn how to pull it. Yeah. If like they're in a shift, I want to hit it that way. Yeah. And, like then once maybe you get to that point, it's like okay, 
Let me try to read the pitcher's like delivery and see let if me, I can yeah. guess what the pitch is. Let me see if I can swing the opposite hand. You know, like, like exactly. And like it's just certain things that like you start trying to do that keep it interesting for you, but also you start picking the things apart. And again, that's where we talk about the art of it, and that's part of the craft building is just trying to put things in, other things you learn, constantly switching things up. Adding, taking away things. It's a uh, part that's one of the thing I, fun. I think that's one thing I always find that's cool about when... So, like, for example, in Magic the Gathering, there's this thing called Draft, right? And this is, again, just to use another example. And Draft is where they each... Everyone gets, like, a certain amount of packs of cards. I'm just trying to use a non-sports example here. And they each get a pack of cards, and they each take a turn picking one card out of, like, the set they have or whatever. And using, like, after at the end of this draft where they're drafting these cards, they have to, like put a deck together and then play it against each other and whoever wins wins and like to me it's kind of cool because like you keep doing it like you're like the basic skill is okay let me just play the format build my own custom deck out of like what's available from like this entire card pool but now it's like you're getting to the point where it's like i'm playing this thing where i don't even know what the cards are they're just mm-hmm. coming in i'm just randomly kind of selecting them hoping for the best but i'm using my knowledge and using my skill in this game to, like, build this deck and play against people and win. Like, I think anytime you're at a hobby and you get to that point, I always just watch, like, just for me, just watching that, there's a certain level of respect with, and whether it be, like, your cousin with carpentry, yeah. like, with anything. It's Look, like, I think anytime anybody's good at something, exactly. time has been put in, and I think whether you think it's stupid or whatever, I think you still have to respect someone's, ability to find something they're good at and be good at it and put that time in regardless of like whether you enjoy it or you know mm-hmm. you know i don't really i don't really like uh i don't know fucking squash you know but if somebody's really good at squash i'm still gonna be like yeah respect to you for being really good at squash you know i feel that same way with curling like i i hate curling. you know curl you know it's hard. It's curling hard is, remember what you used to think about curling have you seen what curling players look like these days yeah holy shoot but it's I, not what I remember. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, I remember, like, I remember, like, not. Used to be like old, other. like, house mother, like stay-at-home moms, and it's you know, <laughs> like no, now like it's like they're in shape. They're taking athletics, like the performance yeah. and everything. They're working out. Like I'm looking at the guns on some of these fucking guys, these curlers. They used to be like what bowlers look like. Well, like golf, golf was kind of the same way, right? Golf, like, now look at them. Yeah, like they're they're the the amount of working. I'm telling you, man, it's because the world is and the people coming up these days and everything are, are so just much, much more, more knowledgeable on nutrition and uh, what you what you need for performance, uh, how much like actually exercising and fitness helps you in certain things. I, I just think there's so much more, like, now that there's so much more information that if you're, like, whether it's... Car- if you're like, choosing to ignore it, exactly. you're just doing yourself a disservice. I think if, for example, if you're a neckbeard guy that's playing Magic or a card game, like, just to use a card game example, like, you have to understand the correlation between, like, being, like, nutrition and, like, your mental faculties, nutrition and your physical faculties, of even just being at somewhere for eight hours and, like, mm. being able to do that, like... And for us to have all this information, because I understand, like, maybe back then that information wasn't available. Now, like, all the information on nutrition, all the information on, like, Buddy, all you have to do is type in nutrition in a mm-hmm. podcasting. You don't have to read about it. 100%. And if you're in the car for an hour, you can pretty much get the 411 on things that might work for you, might not, you know? Yeah. But, like, if you just want to know, 
hey, how do I lose weight? There's, I'm sure there's a podcast episode somewhere in there. Hey, how? what's the whole intermittent fasting thing? Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff out there about it. How do I uh, fix my lower back without having surgery? There's a lot of information on that, you know? It's... Uh, the world is your oyster, really, in this yeah, moment, like, this to day me with, and age. To me, with any hobby, like, even now, like, I'll occasionally, like, if I do pick up a video game, like, so I picked up FIFA from, like, I haven't played FIFA competitively in, like, two, two, two and a half years, three years almost, and I picked it up for, like, the first time, and, like, one of the first things I could do was just to go online and just... And people will detail you, like, strategies and, like, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. you can just take a look at that, and to me... In anything you do that's a hobby, if you're not taking advantage of what's out there, like, yeah, you're, like you said, you're setting yourself back and doing yourself a disservice because you could already start at point A, but you're choosing to start at, like, point Z for no reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guess the last thing to do... Which is why the problem I have with the carpentry and um, the car thing mm -hmm. is because there's so much information out there I don't know where, where to, to start. begin. Right? Like, do I get a shitty car and just start that way? Do I first have to just read a how-to by, like, for dummies? Yeah. Like, I, that's the problem is I don't know. Because it's very hard for me to think that I can just read about that without having to also do some sort of practical element while reading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so one thing almost like, like Lego. Like, yeah. like, it's like sitting there reading how to do, like, put together a Lego set. Yeah. But why would I do that if I actually don't have the Lego set? So this is super dorky, but one thing one of my friends recommended, and like, so one of my friends wanted to get into, um, like, he was, this thing called Warhammer? Never heard about it. But like, it's like you build these like... Oh, the robots that fight each other? No, no, no. It's it's, oh. <laughs> it's it's like these like battle dioramas. I don't know how to explain it, but like he's super into Warhammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that what I'm talking about? The little mini uh, fucking robots that like... Maybe. Okay. That like, that they like one will try and saw the other one in half or something? No, no, that's, that's, uh, that's battle bots. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. okay. And so one thing he did, because he didn't know how to get into it, was like he went on a forum, and this is super dorky, but... He goes on a forum, and there's always in these forums for certain things, there's always a beginner's forum for people that are just starting out. And mm. apparently if you, like, go to these forums, people are super... And now he plays the game extensively. But he's like, yeah, when I first started, and, like, he's like, I couldn't, like, call up my friends and be like, hey, you want to, like, are you into this? Like, it's weird, right? So he's like, yeah, I went to this, like, people would ask these questions. I'd ask questions. It, it's anonymous to an extent. So, like, you know, if you're afraid of that, like, that's not an issue for you. You can just kind of ask of your own free will, just a username, right? And you can ask, and even I know bodybuilding.com has this too, where there's bodybuilding or like lifting for beginners. So if people just want to ask basic questions like what to do, you can go ask people in that community on that site. So like forums, um, my sister, when she like she loves these certain anime shows, she'll go on the Reddit pages. Mm -hmm. And like certain things like that are really helpful for people to get started because you're with there not only with like in that beginners forum with like maybe other people that are beginners but you're also there with other people that might be there guiding those beginners as well so you're learning at the same time as other people you're able to ask those beginner questions that maybe you wouldn't ask someone else right right I understand what you're saying oh man there's lots of lots of possible a lot of nuance for sure yeah. so I guess the last thing is before we sign off here is for people that have these hobbies um any any closing tips josh i'll hit them with mine you hit them with yours um 
just find something that you want to do. I mean, if you're thinking about doing something, just go try and do it. Like, if, if you can, if it's feasible, if, it's, uh, if you have the time, go try and do it. Because it might be something that you really, really love and that you really are happy that you did. Or you just, or you just tried it and you discovered, that's eh, not for me. But you will never know if you don't do it. I think the one thing I'll say is whatever you do, one, don't let it be a dick, an addiction. Don't let it take over your life. And two, be confident. Because I think the one thing you want to be able to do at any point in life is like, you know, when you're in a relationship, right? Or when you're meeting girls. Like the one thing people can read is when or guys. Not, well, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't want to judge here. Um, or it could be just women listening yeah, to the sure. show. Well. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, one thing... One thing people read is when you're not confident in something. And then that almost makes you more prone to having these negative stigmas. I just maintain, be confident in what you're doing. If you're in a hobby, like, be confident. Don't be afraid to explain, hey, this is... Because think about it. That hobby is part of your identity. So it's part of you. Don't be afraid to express or talk about a part of you. And that's all we got for today, I guess. Yeah. And... Join us, uh, join us next time on In a Guy's Shoes where we talk about guys... We changed issues. the name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we changed it from... We have a, a survey. Man, we <laughs> we changed it from In a Man's Shoes to In a Guy's Shoes. Um, again, where we talk about issues for guys, by guys, whether it's a male listener or whether it's our female listeners trying to gain more insight into the male brain. We hope you continue or one of to our gender neutral <laughs> listeners. Man, I always forget about that, and I shouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. definitely more inclusive one, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, this is us signing off. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs>